And you can do the same thing with other sickness and disease. But this is the one that people hear the word and instantly their mind is transformed from life to death. Instantly. But that's not our portion. And we must never accept it. The Bible says, with long life, I will satisfy you. So I say, God doesn't have to apologize to car accidents, plane crash, sickness or disease. No, God meant what he said, and he can protect me from all of that. So I don't die by accident. When I'm satisfied with life, when you are satisfied with life, then it's time to go home. And you know that Joseph, Jacob knew that, called his children together and said, bless them, folded his legs and says, bye, I'm out of here. He knew, he knew. Paul knew when he was to be offered. I know I'm preaching while you're standing, but it's very important. It's very important. We must accept these things. It doesn't mean you may not be tempted with sickness. Hello? You don't have to sign for the package. And even if you sign for the package, you can repent. Okay? And ask God for forgiveness, just like you do when you sin, right? And you know, yes, I ask God for forgiveness. And I am forgiven, right? You see, I've seen no. But when we do the same thing for sickness, we still proclaim our sickness, right? He paid for both of them. I like to have you all standing while I preach tonight. It's wonderful. <laughs> put the scriptures scripture up. Isaiah 50 verse 4. Some of you should be able to say it without. Okay. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. I want to put an ad for next. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. I want to put an ad for next Wednesday, because Joy is going to be speaking. And I've heard a lot of good things about the, the message he brings. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be wonderful. Amen. But tonight, I want to talk about wisdom. Uh, let me just say it first. Common sense is not common. <laughs> I have seen some PhDs and DDDs, and when you listen to them, I don't know how he got his degree. <laughs> have you been around people like that? They're really book smart. Common sense is not common. Um, but the power of wisdom. So I'm going to be speaking on wisdom tonight. There's something that we need to understand about wisdom. Especially the wisdom of God. There is the wisdom of the world. There is devilish wisdom, demonic wisdom. And, and there's natural wisdom. But there's also the wisdom of God or spiritual wisdom. And spiritual wisdom... It takes preeminence over every other form of wisdom. Spiritual wisdom. And the Jews understood wisdom and the power of wisdom. Which we really need to understand in our time. And in this message you can also, we will also get to the point where you can understand 
that you can actually ask for it and obtain it. There's nothing, when the Bible speaks about something and it tells you this thing is important, what he's saying is, I want you to ask for it. Because until you ask, you won't receive. But when you ask for it, it says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. I won't even ask the Father, but the Father loves you and he'll give you what you ask for. But until you ask, you don't receive. You don't have because you didn't ask. And the reason you didn't ask, you, don't understand, or you didn't understand how important it is to have this in your life. And that there is no other way to have it except you ask him. And wisdom is one of those things that we need to ask from God, ask from the Holy Spirit constantly. You can see it in the Old Testament when situations above what they are dealing with, they immediately speak to God and ask, how do I handle this? Give me something. And God is instant. Instantly he gives you something, wisdom, and how to get from that situation. Wisdom is very powerful. We see this in Mark chapter 6 verse 2. It says that Jesus had gone to possibly Nazareth. He says his own country where he was known. And, and Jesus grew up as a, as, as, as a carpenter. And they knew him as a carpenter. They knew he didn't go to university. They saw him grow up. And, and they knew his brothers and sisters. And now things were happening. And they've heard a lot of different things about Jesus. It's amazing. Jesus, when he's around Judea and all of this, a lot of people, multitudes flocked to him. But now he was in his own country. And the multitudes were not there. He had to wait for the crowd on Sunday. Or Sabbath. Because he tells us, and when the Sabbath had come, he went to his own country. And when the Sabbath had come, there's been no meetings until the Sabbath. So the church is where you get the word of God in the time of Jesus. When the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. So he was teaching in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished. They heard his words and they knew him. That was Jesus. The words coming out of his mouth was one thing powerful, filled with wisdom. They started saying, where did this man get these things? Where? We never knew him this way. Where did he get these things? And in addition to that, what wisdom is this? Save with me. What wisdom is this? So they associated everything that was happening in his life to wisdom. The nature of the wisdom that was given to him. What wisdom is this which is given to him? The wisdom given to him. And then they heard the wisdom and saw the works of his wisdom. 
What wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works? So the mighty works, as far as they were concerned, were as a result of the wisdom. And the nature of the wisdom is called the wisdom of God. And you, the wisdom was given to him and you can hear it from his lips and you can see it works in the natural. So if I have that same kind of wisdom, you'll hear it from my mouth and you'll realize if you knew the difference, they knew his origin. So they could tell something is different. Amen. Something is different. What wisdom is this? Now, if he was in this country, they must have interacted with him before, even as the son of God. But he never saw that until the anointing was upon him. Amen? And they knew something has been given. That such mighty works are performed by his hands. The Jews understood that. But the problem is, they were offended at him. That's hard to understand. He never went to the university. Where did he get this thing? They saw him. That's the thing about the nature of man. It's hard to understand man. Just because everybody don't agree with you don't mean you're wrong. You're still doing well. That's the nature. They saw. The, they heard the wisdom. They knew him. They saw the mighty works and still rejected him. How can you put that together? But that's the nature of man. They were offended at him. So wisdom is, is, is so important. And so the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, beginning from verse 13, Kathy, help me. It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Notice, you don't already have it. You have to find it. You see, that's what scripture is. We think, well, he was born with wisdom. He said that you were born with it or you were not born with it. That's not what the Bible says. But the scripture says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. If you don't seek, you'll never find. Blessed, happy is the one who finds wisdom. So wisdom can be found. But you have to put some work to finding it. And everything that's precious is never found in the surface. You got to dig for it. Like it says, deep calls out to, to deep. You got to go after it. So he says, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. You know what wisdom is? Wisdom is understanding how things work to the point of taking advantage of it. That's wisdom. Knowing how things work you see, a lot of people read scriptures, but they don't find principles, laws, how things work, gravity, how it works. That's wisdom. You know how it works, so you can either get around it or work with it and get what you want. 
You know there is gravity, so you think, how can I get over gravity and not drop? And the wisdom is, you know about the law of aeronautics. I don't need to go there. But then you know about the law of gravity. And then you tell yourself, I know if I operate in this law, I can override this other law. That's wisdom. Once you gain the understanding, so you understand wisdom and understanding, they go together. So every time you hear in the scriptures wisdom, the next thing that comes after that is understanding. Because you need to understand how things work enough to make them work for you. God didn't put gravity to hurt us. He was there to help us. But if you don't understand it, you go against it, he'll hurt you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know you do. So happy is the one who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. So mean you can gain it. You're not born with it, but you can gain understanding. And when you can find it, then you're happy. Then it tells you what this will deliver to you. It says, for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver. That's what people focus on. But this will deliver something more than that for you. And again, than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things that, look at this. All the things that you may desire. All, all the things that you may desire cannot compare with her. That's wisdom. I like this. Length of days. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand, riches and honor. So the point is, length of days is in wisdom. If I have wisdom of God, I don't have to die an untimely death. That's what he's saying. The fact that somebody died untimely, God had nothing to do with it. Not according to the scripture. You just didn't get wisdom to live long. Okay. That's what the scripture says. If I can gain understanding from God's word, and then I'm a little bit ahead of myself. If you can gain understanding, then you don't have to die. Sickness has no power over you. Because you gained understanding and you gained wisdom. And you can avoid it. Because this wisdom and understanding will deliver long life to you. An accident cannot circumvent that. Nothing can. Otherwise, this book is not true. But God stands behind this word. And he watches over them. Basically, he's looking for the one that can gain understanding and operate this law. It will always work. It will always work. Length of days. Verse 17. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her parts are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Do you remember the tree of life? Remember the tree of life? Way back 
in Genesis? Yeah. God says, I don't want this Adam and the others getting close to this tree of life. Well, wisdom and understanding, that's it. That's that tree of life. According to the word of God, when you got that, you got the tree of life. You can eat it, eat of it any day you want. And you got, guess what you get when you eat it? Life. It's a tree of life. The tree of life. And to those who take hold of her. So you get that and you hold, hold on to it. And never let go. Not even in the face of temptation. That's what I got. I'm not going to let go of wisdom. I'm not going to let go of understanding. I got it now. I'm going to hold on to it. You have to hold on to it. That's what the scripture is saying. She's a tree of life. The tree of life. This is so important. The, the, The wisdom of God is a tree of life. And has no death in it. Then he tells us, happy are all who retain her. You got to stay with it. That's, that's, that's so important. Because temptations and our trials make us want to let go. Pain makes us want to let go of what we understand. That's why the Bible, Amy read it tonight. Don't let go of your confidence. Don't let go of it. Why is the scripture telling us? Because circumstances will come into your life and you're not expecting them. And they're so real in the natural, even though you got God's wisdom, you want to let go because in the natural, the natural wisdom is saying, let go of divine wisdom. And if you do, guess what? You didn't retain it. You have no tree of life. But God is confident God will do what he says. His promise is there for us. And we need to understand that. But the last thing he says, the Lord by wisdom. By what? The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. The Lord by wisdom. How did he do it? It was his wisdom that did it. That is making available to you that you can gain it. You can find that wisdom. Why is it in this chapter here? Because God's saying you can find that wisdom that created the earth. That founded the earth. Why tell us of something that we can never attain to? What will we do with that knowledge? Why? Just say, how nice. Why why tell us about it? But he has told us from the word, you can find it. You can gain understanding. And so he says, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heaven. You know, people build. Uh, The one who built on the sand... No wisdom. No understanding. The one who built on the rock, wisdom and understanding. Because they can anticipate what's coming. And so I've got to make it sorry. So 
You built, but you didn't establish. Listen. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Through wisdom, a house is built. So that's God. He built, right? The earth. He founded the earth. The earth. But the Bible tells us, through the same wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. Built and established. It says, it's talking about a woman, that's a scripture that says, uh, a woman with wisdom builds a house and a foolish one will tear it down. See, there is a beginning to wisdom. Wisdom is infinite. You retain what you got, but you can still grow in wisdom. So you keep searching. Because wisdom is of God, you can never have all of it. It's too big for you. Amen? There's no way to have all of it. So you must continue to seek after wisdom. Wisdom has a beginning. And the scripture tells us it has a beginning for us. But it has no end for us. And so the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. It says the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. Because we're talking about the wisdom of God. We're not talking about the wisdom of the world. This is the wisdom that can add days to your life. Yes to your life. Peace to your life. It's the wisdom of God. It's different from earthly wisdom. It's different from common sense. Because sometimes you don't need common sense when you're dealing with the wisdom of God. It doesn't make sense to you, anyone. So they fight you for it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you don't know where you're coming from, <laughs> you may, possibly you don't know where you're going. You got to know where you begin so you can know where you, you will arrive. But this is the beginning. You can't gain the wisdom of God without the beginning. There's got to be a beginning for every one of us. And the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One, that's understanding. See, he defined it to us. Here he talked, he talked to us about wisdom and understanding. He tells you how it begins. It begins with the fear of God. I'd like to use the word fear of God. I, for the New Testament, I change it uh, to love for God. God doesn't want us to be, I'm afraid of God. That's not what God wants. He wants us to love him. And I don't do, try to follow God because I'm afraid of him. I love God and I don't want to offend him. There's a big difference. When there is love for God, that's the beginning. That's the beginning. If you are not having love for God, and let me add this love for his people. They go together. They go together. 
A lot of people say we love God. But I hate that man. I don't think you know God. You can pass by him on the street and you won't even recognize him. Because you can't hate a man, especially somebody who hasn't offended you, and still love God. They don't go together. But when you love God, that's the beginning. You now have the foundation to build on. That's what he's talking about. Is the foundation. The love for God is your foundation to build on the wisdom of God in your life. And the greater your love, the stronger the foundation of wisdom that you receive from God. And how do you measure your love for God? It's measured by your love for your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's true. We have passed from death to life, John tells us, because we love the brethren. That's what it is. When you have the fear of God, you have a solid foundation for growth in wisdom and understanding. But when that's up, it's like you have something over your eyes. You can't see properly. You can't understand properly. The love for God, usually measured by your love for people. Just people. People. It's very important. So that's the beginning of wisdom. So you can grow in wisdom. I like it, what it says about, uh, both, like you read in uh, Luke, both Jesus and John. It talks about they increase in stature. And they also increase in wisdom. And understanding. That's even Jesus. So you can grow. Good solid foundation. And you grow from there. And you can increase. And people can actually see it. And know things are changing. If you are the same. In your understanding. And your devotion for God. Today as it was last year. You are sliding back. It's called backsliding. Sometimes we measure what we're doing by the fact that we're still going to church. That your heart's cold. You've lost, you're not retaining wisdom anymore. It's a little rough. That's the thing that is most frightening. We should... Every one of us should be crying out to God. And I spoke about the Holy Spirit on Sunday. Beg him, talk to him. Because he can put the fire in you. We're humans. Anything can happen to anybody. You've heard about preachers. They studied real well. I know I'm not smarter than those guys. And I don't think I'm more spiritual than those guys. I just don't know what happened to them. But whatever happens to them, I don't want it. And I know I can't prevent it on my own. You cannot prevent it on your own. So the the thing to do is ask God. And you know the Bible says whatever you ask him and whatever you commit to him, he is able to keep until that day. So commit that to him. God, I don't want this thing for my life. You do that. Tell him. 
And let that be the desire of your heart. And tell him also, God, if this is not the desire of my heart, you tell him, God, place that desire in my heart. But right now, that's what I want. And the Bible is clear. God is true to his word. Whatever you commit to God, he will keep it for you until that day. That's what the scripture says. And he is true to his word. So there is the beginning. And you can retain it. He says in Luke chapter 2 verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom. Wonderful. Really? The son of God. God in human flesh. Can actually increase in wisdom. Are you sure what you're talking about? Yes. This is written by the Holy Spirit. So you as a child of God. You need to grow and increase in wisdom. That's why it is written there. So you know you have to grow even as a born again child of God. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. That he grew stronger, but he also has, he had wisdom and favor. They go together. They go together. Favor. I can see in uh, Solomon's life, we'll get to that. Solomon had favor all over the world. It's frightening. When you see his life, the man was richer than everyone else, but everyone else wanted to give him something. They all knew he, he's loaded. But they were still giving him, giving him more stuff. Hey, Solomon, to make you happy, here we go. We'll get a little poorer so you can get richer. They kept giving to him. That's favor. That's favor. They go together. Why? God gave him wisdom. He had understanding. He had understanding. Thing to do, what you don't seek, what you don't seek, God will never give to you. God likes to keep things secret. That's what the Bible says. It's the glory to God to conceal a matter. He keeps it and he wants you to search for it. You see that in nature. You, you, if you want gold, you got to dig for it. Sometimes you have to go into the wilderness where no one lives and you start searching. Everything precious. And that's why the scripture says deep calls out to deep. You got to dig for it. You have to make some sacrifices for it. And that's what Solomon did. You have to make, maybe you need to fast. You know, you have a problem. I don't know how to get around this. You can call people to pray for you, but God's watching for you, watching for your heart. Sometimes these things come to us because God says, okay, I'm going to let this happen to you. Maybe my son will start looking for me. Because he wants to infuse our lives with, with wisdom. We have to search for it. Look at what the scripture says. Get wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4. Get wisdom. Get it. So wisdom is something to get. You can go get wisdom. You are not born with wisdom. You can, I mean divine wisdom. You get it. He says get wisdom. Get understanding. And then he gives you an insight. 
Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. That's the secret. That's the secret. If you're going to get wisdom, if you're going to get understanding, the word. That's where he's at. Don't turn away from the word. Because every time you turn away from the word, you miss out on wisdom. You miss out on understanding. So you can see, he puts it very close, so you, you won't miss it. He tells you what to do and where to get divine wisdom. Thank God for you tonight. You're here listening to the word of God. Jesus says, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So when you hear it, the, the life in that word, wisdom, in that word, the spirit of that word comes into your life. But what of those that are not here? Will they have that? No. They may hear Gavit when they listen somewhere. The more you are in the presence of God's word, the better it is. The greater the chance that you will obtain and retain God's wisdom. Do not, so he tells you, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away. We, we do that every Sunday or every Wednesday when we read Isaiah or recite Isaiah 54, I mean 50, verse 4 and 5. Open my ears. I, you know, I receive the word and I never turn away. That's what's happening. Some people hear and they turn away. They don't turn away, walk out. They just are not going to do what he says. And to do that comes only by the grace of God. By hearing the word constantly until your heart is changed. Because the word of God can actually cleanse you and open your eyes. The entrance into God's word gives light. That's understanding. That's wisdom. Only when you get into the word that your eyes become open. You get light. We're coming to that. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake the word. The word of wisdom will preserve you. Love her and she'll keep you. Then it tells you, wisdom is the principal thing. So he's saying, in this life, if you need the best thing to desire, is wisdom. And we're not talking about wisdom of the world. We're talking about the wisdom of God. He says it's the number one thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Take pains to get wisdom. Labor to get wisdom. That's what he's saying. He says, therefore, get wisdom. Go after it. And in all your gettings, get understanding everything. Let it be number one in your life to gain that wisdom of God. And that's through the word of God. It makes it very clear to us there. That's the main thing. I have Psalm 119 verse 130. The entrance of your word gives light. And gives understanding to the simple. So that's where wisdom is. And then uh, John chapter 6, verse 27, he said, Jesus talking about labor, 
these people came to, to eat bread. They were looking for bread. Jesus said, you're looking for me not because of the sign, but it's because you ate bread and your stomach was filled. So that's what you're looking for me. You want more food. Then he says to them, do not labor for the food which perishes. I read in there, um, what scripture I think is Colossians, yes. Colossians talk about this. He says, uh, there are things that perish with the using. Things perish with the using. The, those things have nothing to do with Christianity. Sometimes people fight about those things. In those days, Christians fight about those things, whether to wear earrings and uh, what to get long hair and all. They fight about those things. I mean, it's the doctrine all Sunday about long sleeves and cover up and all of that. That's good to be modest. There's nothing wrong with that. But it has nothing to do with Christianity. These are things that perish with the using. Doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, they perish with the using. It, it, it doesn't matter. The house you live, those are things that perish with using. But people focus on that. God says, leave those things, focus on God. And those things are just extra to help you worship God. Your primary purpose in life is to worship Him and to serve Him. So you labor for all of these things. Jesus says, don't labor for those things. Labor to have divine wisdom. Labor to gain understanding of how things work in life. You see, I see great understanding. And you read scriptures and you don't think about what's going on. Who told James and John that in heaven or when the new life comes, somebody's going to be sitting at Jesus' right hand and somebody's sitting at Jesus' left? Who told them? Where did they get that from? But they knew. And guess who else knew? The other disciples knew. Because when these two guys asked for it, they got mad. Remember, they got very angry at them. Because they understood. But they, they knew this was an important position to have in the kingdom of God. It's a place of power, right next to the master, where they can rule. They understood it. That was the wisdom of God. They understood it to the point where they felt like, we don't think Jesus will listen to us. But if we call our mother, uh, who is his auntie, he will listen. So they got the mother involved. These guys were smart. I wouldn't be surprised if I see one of them sitting right there with him. That's wisdom. And notice Jesus didn't tell them, no, you guys are wrong. I will be sitting on the throne and the Holy Spirit and the Father. None of you will be near me at all. He agreed that that's the case. They saw into the afterlife by wisdom. And they pursued it. That's why they would never go away from Jesus. They knew what they got. And you're not, you're not cutting that from us. They had divine wisdom. And you know, when you're associated with Christ, you never die. I know they died. But we talk about Peter and James and John as if they're here. They're still alive for us. We talk about them all the time. We even name our kids after them. 
Because they are associated with wisdom. They got wisdom. So important. So, pray for wisdom. Labor for wisdom. Go after wisdom. Search for wisdom. That's what Jesus, what the Bible means. Get wisdom. And get understanding. Fight to get and obtain God's wisdom. Wash your eyes open. Everything Many of the people that God used greatly just one night, God did something to them, their eyes were open, and they, you see them from the time they were born till one time, and then after that, completely different. Why? Some of us just think, well, God just decided to show up. No. These people now, in secret, they've been crying out. From the heart, God, what what am I missing? And sometimes waking up at night. I heard about some of these guys early in the morning. They wake up and they are blasting in tongues loud, crying after God. And then you wonder what happened. Yeah. Deep calls out to deep. You have to seek after it. You have to seek after it. So you get it. You pray for it. Did you know, and I said it here, did you know Solomon wasn't born with wisdom? Solomon was not born with wisdom. And guess what? He knew it. He was made king over the kingdom and he saw how powerful his father was and how his father carried himself because the father was anointed. And he saw the integrity of his father David. And he knew, I can't measure up to that man. The whole of Israel know of my father David. His exploits. I can't measure up to him. I don't know how I can be after him. I'm going to make a fool of myself. I don't know what it takes. He knew that. But then, God saw his heart. The Bible says, Solomon loved God. But he was trying to demonstrate, God, I love you, but I know you've placed me to be a king, but I don't know how to handle this. And so God appeared to him. He was never born with it. But when God appeared, and may God appear to you tonight in Jesus' name, and let's ask you a simple question. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Many of us will say, okay, you know, I haven't paid my bills, you know, and no. Uh, uh, if you can just get me out of debt, I'm telling you, God, I'm telling you. So I can, I can pay off my house. I'm telling you, that would be wonderful. I'd be full of joy. You know that's exactly what you do, Ken. <laughs> you see, in First Kings chapter 3, that's where you'll find it, verse 11. It says, then God said to him, because you have asked this thing. Guess what? That's what God wants you to ask for. <laughs> I'm sorry. You won't know why I'm laughing. It's okay. <laughs> and have not asked long life for yourself. Nor have asked riches for yourself. Nor have asked the life of your enemies. I know some people who like to kill their enemies. 
God pour fire on their head. I'm telling you, I'm going to show them I'm a man of God. So right now, to teach them a lesson so they don't ever come back, give it to them, Lord. But he didn't ask for his enemy. But have asked for your, yourself understanding to discern justice. Love people. Amen? And make sure they are right. And it's right for them. It says, Behold, I have done according to your word. According to whose word? According to what he asked for. It's always according to what you said. What you told him. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. So that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. The key thing is, this man wasn't born, and from that very day, things changed for him. And you know, when God does that to you, there is always a day he's going to reveal it to the world. So people know. And for me, after this night, I don't know how long it was, everything about Solomon had changed, but nobody knew about it. Until that, those two women came with their children, that's when the, the whole Israel now, oh my God, what happened to him? <laughs> the secret place. Amen? Secret place with God. All God said, I have. And when God says, I have, you may feel nothing, but he's been delivered to you. Because you asked. And God's going to give you an opportunity to let you know, is there now? Probably Solomon didn't even know what had happened. Until that happened, and he looked inside, dug deep inside of him, and got the answer. He knew exactly what to do. Just like with Jesus. He's going to feed 5,000. The disciples are saying, where are we going to buy bread? He says, but he knew exactly what he was going to do. Solomon knew what he was going to do. He gained that wisdom on that day. Pray for wisdom. I'm going to conclude my message. That's the first conclusion. (laughs) The way preachers always do it, and Pastor Larry does that too. All of them do it. (laughs) So Paul actually asked for people to pray for wisdom. He prayed for uh, the people for wisdom. He says, therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, Notice that again. Love for all the saints. That's important. Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, God, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit, again, the spirit of what? Wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of you. And James also tells us to pray for wisdom. I like to go into this because it's really important, but I don't have the time. But he says, my brethren, count it all joy. So if you have understanding, when you're going through difficulty, you should rejoice. But don't go tell your unbelieving unbelieving friend that, hey, I just got this trouble and I'm happy. (laughs) He says, you're nuts. But he said, rejoice. 
if you understand. What is asking you, if you have wisdom, then you'll know all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So he tells you this. Listen, therefore I... I what, where's the scripture? Yeah, now, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So that's what it's going to do. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Then he adds, if you lack wisdom, in other words, if you don't understand this thing, pray for wisdom. So you gain understanding. So you know how these things work. All things work together for good. I'm going to stop here. Stand up. (laughs) For I have given you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. That's what the Bible says. Many times we hear the word and we do absolutely nothing. We're just a good sermon. That's an insult to the Holy Spirit. What it says is don't be a hearer of the word only, but be a doer of the word. Otherwise, it's meaningless. If you take a word that you've heard and you go to God and say, look, I heard this. God's found a wise man in the beginning of transaction. But when you hear the word and it's nothing to you, that's painful. I will go, I will encourage you to go before God and whatever this is, can you please give me understanding? I want this. That's the beginning. And God will take you up and he's not going to let. But if you do nothing about it, you dishonored his word, you dishonored him, and you're forgetful here. I will always go back. Please go back and talk to the Lord about this. To me, this is very important today. And the reason why you're here is because God wants you to hear it. Why? He has something that he wants to do in your life. There are no coincidences with God. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he knew, he, he knew where you will be tonight and prepare this night for you not because of just me but for all of us so please take it seriously and ask God and pray that prayer even Ephesians chapter 1 ask God whatever is there I want it God and God will do it for you you may not see a difference the first day but stay with it don't let go God will come through amen Let's lift our hands up to him tonight and just give him thanks for his word and thank him that his word is coming to pass in your life. You are becoming wiser. You have gaining more understanding of his will for your life. The fear is vacating your life and wisdom, the wisdom of God, the peace of God, the love of God taking over your life tonight. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Lord, I thank you for your people tonight. Be with your people tonight and bless them mightily. In Jesus' name.
And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.